Welcome to Great Stories in American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the Declaration of Independence. Not everyone agreed that independence was the best way for the colonists to go in their struggle against Great Britain. While Virginia passed resolutions on May 15, 1776, recommending that its delegates to the Continental Congress should propose independence, Edward Rutledge of South Carolina led the opposition. Wasn't there still hope, he argued, after all that had happened, for a reconciliation between England and her colonies? The cost to America, if it pursued liberation, was going to be very high. Ben Franklin knew this, and he wryly commented, We must indeed all hang together, or most assuredly, we will all hang separately. A three-week delay ensued while anxious delegates returned home to measure public opinion. Would the people stand behind the Continental Congress if it declared independence? Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Roger Sherman, and Robert R. Livingston wrote a draft of a declaration. During a spirited debate in the sweltering State House, now known as Independence Hall, in Philadelphia on July 1st, John Adams rose, and he spoke with such quiet power and conviction that not a man present remained unmoved, especially as he reached his conclusion. He said, Before God, I believe the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have, and all that I am, and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready here to stake upon it. And I leave off as I began, that live or die, survive or perish, I am for the Declaration. It is my living sentiment, and by the blessing of God it shall be my dying sentiment, independence now and independence forever. As he concluded, Adams saw the New Jersey delegation's chairman, Dr. John Witherspoon, come through the door, wind-blown and mud-covered from his journey, announcing that New Jersey was ready to support the Declaration. In our judgment, he declared, the country is not only ripe for independence, but we are in danger of becoming rotten for the want of it if we delay any longer. Nevertheless, when the delegates cast their votes, they did not reach a unanimous decision. Nine said yes, two no. New York abstained, and Delaware split its decision. In the morning of the next day, a new vote would be taken. Delaware's third delegate, Caesar Rodney, was summoned at his farm in Dover, where a family emergency had taken him away from the proceedings. He set out after two o'clock in the morning, riding his horse 89 miles through swollen streams and mucky roads created by a terrible summer storm. 
He exchanged his exhausted horse for a fresh one at dawn and made it to the state house in Philadelphia by one o'clock. The final vote was underway as he was led on wobbly feet into the assembly room. Utterly spent, he said barely above a whisper, As I believe the voice of my constituents and of all sensible and honest men is in favor of independence, my own judgment concurs with them. I vote for independence. The vote ended with a 12 to 1 decision in favor of independence, with New York still abstaining. A hush fell over the sweltering delegates as the sun streamed through the tall, clear windows, anointing them with its light. A new nation had just come into being, a nation whose foundations were a city upon a hill for all the world to see, in the place where William Penn had begun his holy experiment a century before. John Hancock finally spoke bringing a smile to the lips of his fellow countrymen as he declared, Gentlemen, the price on my head has just been doubled. Then Samuel Adams stood. We have this day restored the sovereign, to whom alone men ought to be obedient. He reigns in heaven, and from the rising to the setting sun may his kingdom come. Thank you for joining me for Great Stories in American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.